Have you had dirt? I love dirt. Dirt's chocolate with is that is dirt? that from Pittsburgh Dairy or that is this isolation. is this another ice cream place? You just need to start the podcast with that quote. Have you had, Have dirt? You had dirt? I love dirt. <laughs> Boom. Our goal on this podcast is to know Jesus better and by the power of His Spirit do better, so together we can be a little better. Well, welcome to a little better podcast. So glad to have you on. Here it is, people. Week ten mm, of ten in the book of Colossians and the letter, uh, of, Colossians. The letter of Colossians. Yes, Jason got to bring it home, take it over the finish line, and uh, hey, awesome, awesome job for those who weren't there or just want to get reminded. How, how about you recap it in sixty seconds? All right. So this was kind of wrapping up the whole letter of Colossians we've done for ten weeks. So I tried to give a little recap of the whole story of the letter to Colossians that it's all about Christ. Uh, We should be filled with Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I kind of zeroed in on the last 12 verses of Colossians chapter 4, where we see Paul mention all these names. There's 10 different names that he mentions, and I zeroed in on three of them. But the big idea of the message is that no matter your story, that you have a place in his story or God's story. And then I talked about uh, three of the, the stories in that passage. Uh, I talked about how God uses servants, God uses our failures, and God uses starters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shared some examples of some men and women in our church and how God has used their story. And just again, reminding us, hey, no matter what you've been through in life, uh, what you've done, um, God can use your story to be a light in this world. Yeah, mm. awesome. There you go, 50 seconds. Time to spare. Very good. Um, Listen, uh, so we can go one of two ways on this. There's a couple of questions I often ask. One is, what did you leave on the table? And the other one is kind of a personal journey in prepping Mm -hmm. for the sermon. I don't know which way you want to go first on that. Do you want to talk about what you... Yeah, I mean, I... When I write messages, which I haven't done a ton of, but um, this one, I have found that I left more on the table than maybe I've ever left before. In fact, I was initially going to share seven of the ten stories, and then I started writing, Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I only got time for four. And then when I did my pre-preach for our staff, they said, yep, we got to cut one more out. So I was down to three of the stories that I... um, shared from the passage, and I'm like, man, I'm leaving out all this good stuff that I want to share. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there was more that we could talk about. Great news for our audience, though. If you're listening, a great, like, next step is, like, reread the passage and, mm-hmm. like, study those stories. There are right. amazing stories, mm-hmm. and hopefully that challenges you. Like, I was so inspired listening to Jason's talk of, like, oh, man, you know, Tychicus, that's not a, like, no one's walking around like, have you heard Tychicus' story in the Bible? Yeah, right. But the wealth and the depth of stories yeah. in the Bible that we often overlook. Yeah. Uh-huh. One of the things about that, too, like, you could, like, maybe hear the message on Sunday, and you're like, where did you get all of that from the text? Mm-hmm. I didn't know all this information. Right. And I would say simply having a reference Bible or a study Bible. Like, in a reference Bible, there's, like, little dots next to the verse that gives you, like, here's another verse and then if you just look up that other verse, you see all these other mentions of these names. And if you just read those other verses, then you're like, okay, that's where all these things happen. So you don't have to be a like biblical scholar. You just read those references, and then you hear more of their stories. Or honestly, like if we want to just get really practical, just Google mm-hmm. how often. I know, yeah. obviously, yes. we got to be careful with like what what links you're clicking on and Google, making sure mm-hmm. they're accurate. Yeah. But just Google, how many times is Tychicus in the Bible? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you'll get some pretty good results. Yeah, one yeah. website that we love and talk about or use at Northridge often is Got Questions. Mm-hmm. 
and they have character sketches on almost every one of the names in that passage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for backgrounds, the Bible Project, like any, yep. you, that's a great place to start if you're going into any book. It'll just give you a great mm-hmm. summary of the book or even backgrounds on yep. genres and, and other yep. things. But yeah, I do think that's something with over time you you get um, a little better sense of what are the credible and not so credible sources. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a yeah. Google search, you're gonna you're gonna get some wild stuff in there. But there is so much good stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. if, how different would seminary have been for the three of us <laughs> if yeah. we had so many the internet tools yeah. that we have? Well, I had, had the internet today. when I was in seminary. <laughs> yeah, okay. you didn't, Brad. Um, <laughs> Jay, uh, okay, so you left. Seven, no, wait, three minus There's ten, ten. total. So you told, there's at least four stories that I thought we could talk about in this. Okay, um, which one is your, what's the one that if you had to add one more to, you would? I mean, there was the one that I left out. Um, you know, it's challenging. Brad talked about it in his message two weeks ago, so we thought we'd leave it out. It's the story of Onesimus, yeah. who was the slave to Philemon. Philemon's the one who hosted the church of Colossae in his home, and... Philemon, or Onesimus ran away to Rome. He was found by Paul, who knew Philemon. He was Mm -hmm. converted to Christ. And eventually he went back with um, Tychicus, who carried a letter to his his former master, Philemon. And he Mm -hmm. said in the letter, Paul's basically said, hey, he's not a slave anymore. Take him now as a brother in Christ. Mm -hmm. One of the amazing things about that story is later, after uh, the New Testament has been completed, one of the early followers of Jesus, just after the New Testament era, error um, or era, era, yeah, era. Uh, Ignatius, he writes uh, a letter to the church in Colossae, mm-hmm. and in it he calls Onesimus the pastor there. So mm-hmm. Onesimus had gone from being the slave of Philemon to being his pastor. I mean, talk about how the gospel changes in. Mm. in yeah, so you say that, and I love that. I hadn't heard that, but the end of the story, like when I was telling the story of Onesimus, I felt frustrated because I was just hitting the highlights, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think I said in my message, hey, go read the letter to Philemon, because it's only like 25 mm-hmm. verses yeah. long or something. Yeah. It's a one-chapter book of the Bible, but letter it is, the Bible. There's, some, there's so many amazing things in there in, in his counsel to Philemon about Onesimus. It blows me away, mm-hmm. because I was having... I was having a hard time with some of the master-slave stuff you know, yeah. a few weeks yeah. ago, but then to see how Paul dealt with it personally and then his mm-hmm. counsel to, to Philemon was hugely helpful for me to see mm-hmm. that really we are equal you know, mm-hmm. in Christ. You talked about Phi, um, sorry, Onesimus going from slave to of pastor. Philemon yeah. to pastor yeah. of Philemon. It made me think of another story you told of, um, I always think of Dave Baxter as atheist to elder. You know, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's another guy's story you told, but he, he, came, <laughs> he showed yeah. up on Easter because his kid went to, you know, when there was a Christian school here many mm-hmm. years ago, you know, and he showed up on an Easter and then he kept coming back. But he came as an atheist, kind of dragged, mm-hmm. you know, by his family, but, you know, then yeah. made that journey to elder. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, incredible stuff. Mm. Other stories in there that... Um, yeah, there's three other ones that I'd love to chat about all of them. One is Luke. Um, we see in this, he just calls Luke a physician. Um, mm-hmm. But we know a lot about Luke because Luke actually wrote... Uh, the largest portion of the New Testament. He wrote the Gospel of Luke, and he wrote the the 
account of the Acts of the Apostles, which we're going to be teaching on this, Paul, uh, this fall, most people would think, oh, Paul wrote the majority of the New Testament, right? Mm-hmm. And it's true that Paul wrote the majority of letters um, or books of the New Testament. But if you talk about the, the amount of words, Luke actually wrote the most. Mm-hmm. But Luke himself, he wasn't a pastor. Um, Luke was a skilled doctor. He traveled mm-hmm. with Paul. He might have been Paul's actual physician. And it's just a good reminder that God can use, uh, no matter what skill or career we have, God can use us where we're at. He both ministered to Paul and he shared the gospel. Yeah. What I like about Luke's story, too, is it's a reminder, you know, it's easy to separate being a pastor, oh, you're in ministry, and then Mm -hmm. someone in the audience who is a doctor or, you know, whatever it is, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm not. Well, no, Luke is a great example of we are all in ministry Mm -hmm. together, and God has placed you wherever you are Mm -hmm. to be a part of his story and to serve his kingdom, and I think Luke's is a great example of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of interesting stories, and I think... What was the other one that we were talking about before? Was it um, Demas? Was yeah, so Demas, actually there's a verse here. So in, in this passage, he uh, commends uh, Demas or um, he sends his greetings from him. And if you were to read that, like again, without the backstory, you're like, oh, another good follower of Jesus. <laughs> but I had talked about in Mark's story how at the very end of Paul's life, he says, hey, I'm about to go uh, to my death for the sake of the gospel. Can you bring one person to me, Mark? Um, but in that same passage in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he also says, Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and has mm-hmm. gone on to, th- or gone to Thessalonica. Mm-hmm. So you know, here we have this example of someone who had been following Christ faithfully, who later, mm-hmm. it appears, walked away from his faith. We don't know exactly. He just... He left Paul, mm-hmm. um, but it said he did it in love for the world. And we know in First uh, John it says, he who loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the, that very term had meant that he had actually turned away from Christ. He had fallen away from Christ. And so it's a good, re- I guess, a reality check to us that we've got to be careful in our own life that um, we need to remain faithful to Christ. Otherwise, we could find ourselves walking away as well. Is it weird that I also find encouragement in that, in Mm. the sense that um, Jesus, who led 12 men perfectly, had somebody walk away from him. Mm. Paul, who we all want to be like, Mm. right? had people walk away from mm-hmm. them in faith. Yeah. And so like, if you're a group leader listening or you know, <laughs> at me as a, a pastor, like you can do everything right and the results not be what you want, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, to me, it's a weird place to find encouragement of someone wa- like yeah. walking away from God. But we also realize that's a reality, no matter how many people we lead, it doesn't always turn out the way we yeah. want. And sometimes that doesn't land on us, right? Like I can easily own, like, what did I do wrong? And how did I not lead them well? Mm-hmm. But we also know that Jesus led Judas perfectly and he still betrayed him. Yeah, yeah it's a wise discernment to know. I mean, there are things we should take responsibility yes. for, right? We get yep. some feedback and like, you know, you're right. I mean, I could have done that better. But then there's so many things where you can lead perfectly and yet the results are what we desire and also with parenting right yeah. it's like we can we could yeah. parent perfectly yeah. we we do parent imperfectly and god is gracious yeah. yep. you know often with with how our kids go but it is sovereignly you know god's plan I mean, the whole story of scripture is like here's god is our father <laughs> and how are we doing at obeying him you know mm-hmm. so I think we can be encouraged, like none of us are going to be as perfect as God the Father or mm-hmm. even Jesus. I mean, 
Paul was definitely a sinner. Jesus wasn't. Um, and even they, when they led well, um, they can't control another person's heart. And people might uh, choose to not follow God, and, yeah. and we need to rest in God's um, sovereignty in mm-hmm. all of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, now, Nympha, I mean, you want to say anything there? That was another name that got mentioned. Was there anything worth saying about that? Yeah, Nympha, but... I definitely wanted to talk about her or him. <laughs> so there's some debate. Uh, if you read different translations, you'll read Nympha or Nymphis. They don't know exactly if this was a man or a woman. But the NIV, which we use on Sundays, uses Nympha. Um, the, the main point of this is whether this is a female or a male, the church met, one of the churches met in her home, and it's a good reminder to us uh, about one of the greatest ways that we can share the gospel is by opening our own homes, uh, being hospitable to people, whether that's just inviting neighbors into our home where we can connect with them and share the gospel, mm-hmm. or connecting, um, having our community group. Like if your community group leader say, hey, would you host group in your home mm-hmm. and say like yeah you can come in like we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out we'll make it work mm-hmm. some people sometimes you might go to a community group and there's a really nice home and you feel mm-hmm. like oh, I could never do that like I gotta have a nice house but all throughout church, church history there's been people packed into little homes and kitchens and bathrooms and you know so I think we can all be hospitable with our homes to have the church meet in our home and welcome other people into our home to share the gospel yeah, so many ways to be part of the body, all those stories in there, 10 stories. I I didn't talk to either of you ahead of time about this, so I'm blindsiding you with this a little bit. But um, this is an interesting text. First off, isn't it crazy the Bible includes stuff like this? Like, it's mm-hmm. not just the Ten Commandments, right? It's not just a system of teaching, right? Mm-hmm. It's stories, and mm-hmm. it's all these particular stories, and details, and crazy stuff that happens. And But when you approach, I think that when we're earlier in the book of Colossians, and Paul is talking about salvation. To me, that's a more straightforward presentation, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, here's the gospel. I'm going to tell you the gospel. When you guys get to a text, you know, to parts of text like this, where Paul's not exactly teaching a point, mm-hmm. right? Making a theological point, yet you prepare a message about it. What goes through your heads in terms of when you're, when you have stories like this, how do you prepare a message and a challenge? Is there... <laughs> The first thing I do is try to figure out how to pronounce those people's names. <laughs> I did a lot of Googling. Epaphras? Epaphras, really? It's Epaphras? Not Epaphras. I mean, Tychicus, like, ooh, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, it's interesting to have those kinds of, because you could go all kinds of ways, yeah. I guess, but where, 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 where do you go in the process? Is that... Uh, I have some thoughts, but do you, you want to go first? I mean, sure. I mean, like any passage, I'm going to read it. Right. And then I'm going to do exactly kind of what Jason says we should do. Right. Um, I think this is standard no matter what the passage is saying, whether Paul's preaching on the gospel or whether you're running into names and stories is I want to I want to dig a little bit deeper. And so I'm going to I'm going to pull out my, you know, study Bible or my reference Bible or I'm going to Google and be like, okay, you know, because all these stories have tidbits to like Mm -hmm. or like hints towards their story but like I want to dig a little bit deeper Um, for me the hardest part with a a text like this is how do I take all these stories and I think this is something Jason did so well in his story how do I take all these stories and draw a central point that mm-hmm. the, the Bible is trying to teach us. And, right. you know, that thread, right? And I think Jason did a really good job of like 
all these people are different, right? They mm-hmm. have different stories, um, different backgrounds, come from different places, and God used them all, right? right? Mm-hmm. God used them all mm-hmm. for his kingdom and his purpose and his story. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of how I appro- approach these things. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, riffing off that, I think th- there's a couple challenges, I think, whenever we teach the Bible, is that we don't want to teach our message. We want to teach Christ's message. And so we want to understand what is the author of the text? Like, what's his main point in any passage? And there's this mm-hmm. big overall theme of the Bible that you want to emphasize. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also there is, like, this verse means a specific thing. And sometimes mm-hmm. we, it could be easy to, like, read a, a sentence, and then we're like, oh, I've got an idea off of that. And then we kind of go our own way and share something that's true, but it's not the main point mm-hmm. that has the authority of God behind it. And so mm-hmm. I always want to find, like, what is God clearly saying in this passage? What's really complicated about the end of this letter is there wasn't necessarily a main point. He's basically mm-hmm. just saying, hey, here's all these people. They send their greetings. We pass their greetings on to you. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm trying to say, like, okay, I, these are just greetings. What can we take from this? That is true to scripture, uh, faithful to scripture, but there is not like a, Paul didn't have like, here, here's how you should apply this by thinking about these stories. I think whenever we read scripture, we should always be asking like, what does this mean for Mm me? Mm, Right. So I I tried to um, do that as I read that. I was like, okay, if I think about their stories, how can their stories inspire our own stories? Yeah, yeah. I think um, those are all, Super helpful. I love the fact was we marched through this series. I love the way Nate launched it with you know Christ is the fullness of God. We need to be full of Him, and that just kept echoing through me. That got repeated in chapter two in my mm-hmm. text. But even, so what we seem to be seeing you know here mm-hmm. was when people get full of Christ, what does it look like? Yeah. What does it yeah. look like in a Roman household? What does it yeah. look like with? And then we see you know that you know. Um, impact you know yeah. of Christ in so many of these stories yeah. so I love the way you kept you know bringing it back you know to yeah. that I know other people talk about like a f- Brian Chapel, I think says looking for the fallen creature focus you know mm-hmm. and everything and mm. other people who just Christ himself says you know all the scriptures are talking about him yeah. so it's like huh it doesn't look like it's talking about Christ, but it must be talking about Christ, yeah. about Christ somehow. Yeah. So always, you know, you know, looking for that. But I, I loved the way you know you brought, like Drew said, different stories, unified them, mm-hmm. you know, and then just made a powerful, you know, message uh, out of it. Um, so practically, I think we were talking before. I know you had a practical application of launching Brighton and Brighton's going to need all kinds of people to do all mm-hmm. kinds of things uh, there. Was there a, a more practical? Yeah, I mean, I feel there's, like, there's three, I guess, applications I could think of out of this. Um, two of them are very direct. Like one, like we see Epaphras, you know, I told the story of John McIntyre, they were starters. So we could be a starter. We can go launch Brighton. Maybe you don't live in Brighton, but hey, it doesn't matter. Like you want people there to hear the gospel. And so you're going to leave the comfort of your own seat your own campus, or if you're if you're watching online at home, like you're going to leave the comfort of wherever you sit at home to watch online, and you're mm-hmm. going to go there to spread the gospel in Brighton. And then the second was being like um, Tychicus. You're going to be a servant. Whatever there is a need, I'm going to meet that. And man, there's a ton of needs that come with launching a campus. We don't just say, hey, we're going to launch a campus, and it happens. It takes a lot of faithful servants to pull that off. And as mm-hmm. people leave Brighton, 
and Webster. I know you lead our online studio. You got people. And we who would are, love for online people yeah. to go to Brighton or wherever. Yeah. But yes, you got people who lead behind the scenes and uh, online that are going to go to Brighton, mm -hmm. and so that creates opportunities for uh, many of us who maybe yes. you're not engaged, or you could engage mm -hmm. at a deeper level to say, "Hey, I'm in. Mm -hmm. Let me know where I can serve, and uh, and I will serve that way." So those are two, mm -hmm. and then I have a third. Yeah, um, and I know what your third is. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> what? It's like getting over your past, right? Like maybe the third one is what's keeping you from being a starter oh. or what's keeping you from um, like going and, and doing things or man, now, now that you forgot your own point, I forgot the first one you just talked about. What keeps you from being a starter or what was a the other server. one? A server uh -huh. is this giant thing called right. your past, yeah, yeah. right? And I think the 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 joy of our past failures like Mark is God can work in them and through them uh, for his story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, th I think that's powerful. I think just in t as I was listening to it and thinking about these people and their past, at some point they had to get real with their past. Mm -hmm. You know, you even think about the story of Onesimus, you know, where Paul, Paul sends him back to Philemon. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, I know that I want to be, I want to hide my past or mm -hmm. I don't want to confess my sin or I don't want yeah. to be honest about mm -hmm. my failure, right? But it's being real about ourselves is the opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, for God, you know, then to use. And, and how something. we find somebody else who's been in our shoes, mm -hmm. right? So oh, Mark yeah. found Peter and Peter's like, dude, listen, you know, <laughs> I denied Jesus. Oh, and by the way, when I did it, he looked me in the eyes right afterwards, <laughs> right? Like I get you. Yeah. And, and I think, again, that comes back to like this idea of community and, uh -huh. you know, we are all walking around with a past and finding common ground and encouraging people, mm -hmm. uh, hey, I've been there and mm -hmm. I've, I've done that. Yeah. But God is still using me. Right. Well, one place to make that happen, of course, is in groups, yeah. right, Jason? And yeah, my third <laughs> idea wasn't actually your past, but it basically was the same point. Uh -huh. Is that I mean the whole point is like no matter your story, you have a place in his story, mm -hmm. in Christ's story. Mm -hmm. And our stories matter. Um all of the mess of our stories. And it's actually in sharing our story that Christ is magnified. It's in sharing our story that people like Oh, you too. I'm not the only one. That's the the quote from C.S. Lewis. Like yes. that's when when you know you have a friendship. You share someone and share something about yourself. You open up, and someone else is like, "Oh man, thank you for sharing that. I thought I was the only one that struggled mm -hmm. with that." And so, mm -hmm. you know, two weeks we got community groups that are starting back up. Many of you, maybe you've disconnected over the summer. This mm -hmm. is a great chance to jump back in. Or mm -hmm. maybe for you, it's like I've never been part of a community group at. Mm -hmm. Uh, church, I'm like, a church group? Like, I, are these are all perfect people. Like, I don't, am I going to fit in? And hey, we mm -hmm. all got broken stories. And I would say, don't just jump in, but be honest, <laughs> share your story. And I think God will use it. Yeah. And you'll quickly realize that we aren't perfect people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> Extremely. Well, yeah, groups, awesome place to make some of these stories happen yeah. Yeah, in our lives. But love that. Listen, Jason, thanks for taking us over the finish line with Colossians. It was great to, you know, partner, you know, all of, all of yeah. us got to do, say a little bit about Colossians. Was there like six or seven of us this summer? that Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think we all loved hearing from each other. I mean, mm -hmm. just such, such an encouragement. I love that team approach. 
But uh, Drew, you're going to be stepping back into it next week, kicking off a brand new series, uh, Relationships A Mess Worth Making. No, that's not it. <laughs> it's joking. pretty close. <laughs> it's Why Are My Relationships Falling Apart. Yeah, it's, so. it's, that's an inside joke. There's a book called that. But the series is Relationships. Why? Oh, why my relationships are falling, falling apart. apart. <laughs> you know, I thought I... Is it why or is it my relationships my are falling relationships apart? My relationships are falling yeah, apart. It's, yeah, it, it's answering the question, why <laughs> are my relationships falling Okay, Taylor's going to edit all of this out, <laughs> I'm sure. But uh, come back next week for a brand new series, My Relationships Are Falling Apart. <laughs>